Hello. Hello, and welcome to the Lakes and the Rivers, our podcast where we talk about really whatever the hell we want to talk about. That's really what it is at this point. I mean, there was some sort of focus. We're we're only three episodes in, and already our focus has proceeded to fly out the door like so many hopes and dreams. We've talked about the bunghole surfers. We've dunked on Blink-182. Really, where else do we have to go from here? The sky's the limit, really, and we're basically in the stratosphere. See, we could, like... Oh, you know what we haven't really done yet? We haven't dunked on Weezer, like, at all. Oh my gosh, we gotta dunk on Weezer. We have to make up for some lost time here, because God does Weezer deserve everything. Okay, 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 here's my dunk. Uh, The other day, I drove to Philadelphia, practicing Uh uh, so that I can go see the Proto-Men this month without crashing my car. Um, (laughs) And the only Weezer song that came on was Jacked Up off the White Album, and I was so embarrassed. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Was the White Album... No, Pacific Daydream was the one that was just super boring. Yeah, White Album was pretty good. Jacked Up is just probably the worst on that album. I know how you feel. It was... uh... One time I went on a road trip and uh, the worst Green Day song out of what I what was out at the time came on. I think <laughs> it was some 21st Century Breakdown. I can't remember which one, though, because that album just kind of blends together after you listen to it enough times. <laughs> 21st Century Letdown. <laughs> ha ha. It was an okay album and people kind of shit on it too much. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> like, I understand because... It came after American Idiot, and no matter what you follow up after American Idiot, ugh, after American Idiot, you're going to get disappointed fans. Mm-hmm. Here's my other dunk on Weezer. It's not really a dunk, but uh, everything will be all right in the end is hugely overrated, and I don't really like any of the songs on it, except for like Lonely Girl, Ain't Got Nobody. I like Back in the Shack. Okay I like Back in the Shack. I have a lot of firsthand experience with capital W Weezer fans. So let me <laughs> let me give you my diagnosis. Um, they should probably listen to bands that aren't Weezer because they have this weird thing <laughs> where I don't know if you know the, the song Everybody Needs Salvation. It was a uh, demo so. that never got released. And everybody was hyping it up to be like, the very best thing that would ever come out of the everything will be all right era. It's not good. It stinks. It's really bad. And I don't know what's, what the deal is with Weezer fans and liking demos that suck. (laughs) I think the deal is like considering all the garbage that Weezer has either a pulled or B released they look to stuff that hasn't been released and they're like, yeah, this is going to be just like Pinkerton or yeah, this is going to be just like blue. And then because they already have it in their mind that, Oh, this is going to be great. They it's like a placebo effect type deal. Yeah. And maybe, maybe it's, it's kind of like they have to like it now because (laughs) otherwise they'll be admitting that Weezer has, the the demos are demos for a reason. Well, that's the thing. Like, sometimes, sometimes demos can be at least good. Like Green Day released... Uh, I'm just going to keep, keep comparing Weezer to Green Day. That's what's going to keep happening. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, Green Day released an album of B-sides and I think demos called Shenanigans, which first of all, great oh, yeah. name for an album. But uh, <clears throat> Green Day has a very pop, or not a very popular song. They have a song called Stuck With Me, which if you remember last week, I yelled at all of you to listen to it. You better have listened to it. <laughs> but uh, the song is called Stuck With Me, and not once in the song does it say the line Stuck With Me. And as a kid, I was like, that's kind of weird. And then I bought okay. the Shenanigans. I bought the Shenanigans album. And there's a song on there called Doo Da Da, 
which is a great name. (laughs) (laughs) But the chorus to that song goes, well, now you're stuck with me, stuck with me, stuck with me. And as a kid, I connected the dots. I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) And then I looked looked it up on Wikipedia, and sure enough, Doodada is the the B-side to Stuck With Me. So apparently it was literally just... I have a question. Yes. Is the chorus to Stuck With Me, is that Doodada? Uh... Hang on, I'm trying to remember the chorus to suck with me right now. No, it is not do-da-da. It is uh, cast wow. out, buried in a hole, destroyed, buried, buried up to fight. Uh, well, I know I'm not all right. It's a very Pretty sad song. Um, but apparently, it was literally, like, you know how people say that Iceland and Greenland were going to be named accordingly and then they just flip the names around. Yeah. That's what happened with Stuck With Me and Doodada. Okay. <laughs> anyway, how's your week been? It's been good, yeah. Um, kind of kind of slow. Not too many work shifts. So I've been here um, mostly trying to write down stuff for a D&D campaign that I'm planning. I keep meaning to ask you about that, but then I get home and I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> That's kind of fair, honestly. <laughs> thinking well, is hard when you've just got home. Thinking is hard when you go out for 10 plus hours a day and you work in the hot sun. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say what I do because no, but I, sit in the hot, or I stand in the hot sun and do physical labor. It's pretty intensive. I guess um, one thing I've been doing this week is my brother and I have been going out to the tennis courts. So I played like two years of tennis in high school. I'm still bad at it. Um, well, of course. But it's a good way to get me outside and exercising. And I'm, it's been two days and I'm still sore. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell him about weightlifting. I don't think he'd be able to handle it. <laughs> Why would anyone lift weights if they weren't being chased? What is that? What? <laughs> well, similar what? to how you you would never run if unless you were being chased. You know, maybe there are weights strewn about the path and you must lift them <laughs> in order to get away from whatever is chasing you up the mountain. What? Why are we going up a mountain? Why are there just weights thrown because up? Because they're chasing me up the mountain. Who is chasing you up a mountain? Them. Who? Well, if I knew that, they might not be chasing me. <laughs> is this like an Arion situation where the main character is named me? It might be. <laughs> what I'm really asking is, can we sing father at one point? <laughs> or loser, not father. <laughs> <laughs> I call that on being rage. I- what did I think of when you said loser? Say what? I don't. I don't remember what I thought of when you said "loser." Maybe, maybe there's a song in my library, but I don't know. It's, it's probably "Loser" by Arian. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Oh no, no, I thought I. That's right. You said "father," and then I was thinking of the Deer Hunter song, and it's like kind of a weird request. Kind of a weird request. <laughs> <but> okay. <laughs> like that song doesn't even really work unless it's in between "Sun" and "Life and Death." Yeah. It's very much an in-between song. Life and Death, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. It either goes Sun, Father, Life and Death, or it goes Sun, Father, Go Get Your Gun, Life and Death. I don't think that's right. No, Go Get Your Gun comes before, because I remember the entire album is filled with, like, this lyrical dissonance where Casey sounds really happy while talking about shooting people. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, But then... Son and Father are like the most serious songs that I've ever heard. Yeah. Any sort of pretense of joy in murder just drops. 
He's really good at creating that effect, though. I This is why I call Casey Crescenzo my god. Um, <laughs> I was not fiddling Dixie when I told you that the first time we met. <laughs> you did tell me that in all caps. <laughs> it's also on my Tumblr. It's like one of the first things it you is. read. Yeah. It's not on my Twitter because Twitter is really stupid and it's like, you can only have so many characters for everything. <laughs> no, Twitter's really good. It definitely isn't having any issues right now. Oh, yeah, it's definitely the best. I'd much mm-hmm. rather go on Twitter than anywhere else. <laughs> Truthfully, I kind of hate Twitter, but like, it at least a few months into shit posting, so I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> it's you've gone too far to back out now like that's why i'm still on tumblr like i have 500 plus followers my ship posts one of my ship posts has reached almost 1700 notes like really what if i leave what am i leaving behind <laughs> truly a, a storied legacy honestly like that's all there is my week sorry <laughs> I should talk about my week because nobody cares about my social media. Um, it's been all right. There's been a lot of things that have happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to get negative because that's not what the show is about. But I will talk about the fact that I have begun collecting something other than CDs because, quite frankly, I need something to fill the void. New collection hype? New collection hype. I was uh, looking up Pokemon Platinum because one of our friends, I believe she might be listening now, hi, Rose. She has never played a Pokemon game, and I was like, this needs to change right now. I agree. And I looked up the game... Pokemon Platinum, because that's what I'm playing right now. Uh, when I'm not trying to beat Kingdom Hearts 2, anyway. <laughs> and, um... I don't know if anybody knows this, but Pokemon Platinum is really expensive online. Like, I did not know that. The minimum that I saw on Amazon, you know, the cheap place, was the retail asking price of $40. Gee. Yeah, and some were upwards to like $80 because they were like sealed in the package and some of them were like Japanese imports and I'm like, I don't want this. I just want the game. But while I was looking, I managed to see that the Pokemon Platinum guidebook was like $2. (laughs) I was like, well, shit, I have $2. (laughs) So I picked it up. I picked it up for me because Rose doesn't Rose doesn't need the strategy guide if she's not playing the game yet. (laughs) Hi, Rose. (laughs) Um. So I got I bought that and I was like, hang on. I remember watching a YouTube video and having them talk about how the Kingdom Hearts guidebook was entirely wrong, like in terms of information presented. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like it would be hilarious, and I want to see how much it is. And it was two dollars. These stupid well, things go. are so cheap. <laughs> so I picked that one and the Kingdom Hearts two one up for like six dollars in total, counting shipping. Because whatever. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah, they're just paper bag books. Why are they so cheap? <laughs> But uh, I started looking to see if maybe some other series that I like had guidebooks. <clears throat> and the only one that I found was for my favorite video game, Tales of Zillia 2. And that was unfortunately like $10. But I was like, you know what? Uh, this one is hardcover. It is for my favorite game. I'm willing to spend the money. There you go. So theoretically, I will have some new guidebooks to read because I only read the most high fine literature out there 
high quality rips of of uh, guidebooks. <laughs> Go on like Webtoon and see that somebody's uploaded the entire guidebook to like Daikatana or something. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Poorly subbed from Chinese. <laughs> what a beautiful Zhu Wang. What a friggin' like. Do you think Daikatana has a guidebook? Well, this is the first time I've heard it. it. Oh, have you never so, heard of Daikatana? Yo. Oh, my God. Okay, so Daikatana was this game made in, like, the end of the N64 era. Made okay. by the same guy who made Doom. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I don't know it. But keep in mind, the guy who made Doom made this game, right? Okay. So you would expect, like, you know, demons and first-person shooting and, like, fun. You don't get any of it. So what are we talking? It, like, really cryptic, like, point-and-click shoot game. (laughs) So bad, but I love it so much. (laughs) So it's a problematic fave. (laughs) I don't even, like... I'm not one to say a game is all so bad as good, but like Daikatana is terrible and I really <laughs> like bad games. <laughs> it's just me. Also, Daikatana was one of the few games that uh, kickstarted the ESRB. So, uh, or no, I'm an idiot. That was Night Trap, not Daikatana. Oh, Night Trap. You know, that that's, wonderful that's game. one that I know. You know what? Like, I was reading up on video game controversies because I have nothing else to do in my life. And apparently Night Trap, like, people thought that it promoted violence against women. And On one on, hand, I guess I could see where you get that. On the but, other hand, you had to have not played the game ever to realize that. Yeah. <laughs> because the scene immediately after what they were referring to, which is a bunch of people coming into a house and kidnapping a woman. Which, first of all, tame nowadays, very graphic for the 1980s. Oh, yeah, for sure. But um, the dude, the, like, head of commander, he is pissed at you and basically tells you you messed up. Yeah, no, yeah, you're not supposed to do that. (laughs) You let an innocent woman die. What the hell is wrong with you? Like, that's what he says. I love the commander in that game. He's so funny. <laughs> he looks like Tom Selleck, and that just makes me happy. Like, something can just happen without you knowing. And <laughs> he, like, he just, like, screams at you. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck are you doing? Come on, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, all I, I just went into the fridge to get some ice cream. <laughs> Dude, this is a stressful job. I want to... I need some comfort food. (laughs) You let an innocent woman die. (laughs) Can you imagine if, like... The object permanence of a goldfish. (laughs) I can't see her. She doesn't exist. I'm like a literal infant. I don't know why you hired me to do this job. (laughs) Sir, please. This is my emotional support diaper. (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine if like they took the commander and replaced him with um robotnik from the first sonic the hedgehog cartoon the one (laughs) they made all the youtube poops out of yeah so like the woman dies and he just he just comes up and he's like snooping as usual i see Actually, speaking of the Sonic cartoons, um, did you ever watch? It wasn't the Sad I Am cartoon. It was, and it wasn't. It wasn't uh, the French one, Sonic Underground. It wasn't that one. It was the third one. Um, I don't remember what it's. It, there's the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, and then I think there's Sonic the Hedgehog, and in the other one, I think Robotnik has this like really raspy, deep voice. Oh, that that's in Sonic Sad AM, dude. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, because, like, they made him actually terrifying in that show. My knowledge of 
Sad Am Sonic comes from the very early Archie Sonic run. Oh, I thought um, you were going to say that amazing intro song because I was going to be like, dude, that's me too. So I've never heard the voices outside of like one watching one or two episodes of it. That's fair. That's it was a good like show. It was a good show. But anyway, you were saying? I'm not sure. But okay. Yeah, I never heard the voices in the in the comics. Um, I wonder about the art comics. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wonder where you heard the voices in the comics. I mean, it's it's a complete mystery. <laughs> I regularly read comics, and I'm like, where are the voices? <laughs> the voices appear in my head and tell me things. I think that's called comics. reading. <laughs> But if you ever plan on reading the Archie Sonic run, do yourself a favor and start wherever Ian Flynn starts, because everything before that is a mess. And it's, it, it, while it's home to some of the funniest art related to Sonic ever, it's also really terrible. I think most people who are like remotely familiar with the Sonic comics know how horrible of a person Ken Penders is. Um, I think I saw a post on the internet once about it. Once? <laughs> I mean, probably um, multiple times, but, like, you go, on the, you go on the internet and you see so many things about this person's terrible, you just kind of become numb to it. That's true. Like, do. I don't want to become numb to it, but it just kind of happens. That's truly where we are right now. Um about all I had to say about Archie Sonic. Ian Flynn's great. Um, I'm sure... I own the first three issues somewhere, but I don't know where they are right now. The only the only thing I know about IDW is the Transformers comics, and those are really good. Like, yeah, they've, yeah, they've done a really good job with most of the franchises they get. See, like, the thing about Transformers is it's a show about it's a marketing show. Like Yu-Gi-Oh is a marketing show. Yeah. Transformers is marketing, Pokemon, whatever. But like Transformers, for whatever reason, after the initial 80s cartoon, it got like really good. Like some of the yeah. best stories I've ever heard came from Transformers cartoons. And it's like, this is a show about a robot that changes into a car because I am an eight-year-old. and I like the idea of a robot transforming into a car. And now that I'm older, I'm like, this is friggin' deep. Also, an entire war got started because some dude wanted a curly straw. This is great. <laughs> That's actual canon, by the way. Look it up. Oh, excellent. <laughs> like, the whole reason that Megatron even, like, becomes a dick is he's at a bar and some guy reached over too far to grab a, to grab a curly straw and it started a bar fight. And everybody in the bar got arrested and thrown in prison, including Megatron. And he was like, you know what? Screw this world. I'm going to become the leader. <laughs> you know, sometimes that's just what you need to do. And I, I might try that next time I'm at a <laughs> restaurant. Oh, I thought you were going to say the next time I'm at a bar and I'm like, Dave, you're 19. The next time. You know. <laughs> I mean, I've gone to bars before... I've gone to bars before I was 21. I just didn't drink anything. I think the only time I've been to a bar was when my grandfather took me and my siblings to the pub. He left us in the lobby and told us he would bring us some ice cream. We were there for like 15 minutes by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> No, wait, we did get ice cream. Um, you want to know where we ate it? Where did you eat it? So there was this, I, I, I think it was a car dealership or some kind of mechanics shop. Um, there was some truck, and you could sit on the truck bed for some reason. I don't, I mean, you could, but it was probably not allowed. Anyway, we sat there and ate ice cream. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> That's horrible, but it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm dying. This is your fault. <laughs> well, should I get you some ice cream? <laughs> Hang on, let me go to the pub for a bit. <laughs> Be back before you know it. <laughs> that being I said, I'll be the podcast by myself for the next fifteen minutes. <laughs> that being said, when you're when you're old enough, I, and if I'm still living here, then I'm gonna be like, "Hey, Dave, come up to Mich or over to Michigan." And come to this one bar that I found that I like. Say what? It's kind of up. <clears throat> I, I don't know. No, I'm in the lower peninsula, so it's like over to the left. Oh, okay. Well, I'll come leftwards to you then. That sounds good. But there's like one bar I've been to that I like actually enjoy. Um, Applebee's I don't count as a bar because it's mainly a restaurant. I don't think Applebee's counts as a bar. Most people I know don't think Applebee's counts as food. So, like, that's a thing. It's cool. Anyway. Anyway, now that I've been murdered by Dave, I think we <laughs> should move on to banding together. It's the section of the show. Where you're about. Oh. you got it? <laughs> no, you got it. You can. It. You know what? I do it every time. You can do it this time. It's the part of the show where we talk about things we've been listening to, besides the things that we've been listening to. <laughs> you sure are right, Dave. You sure are right. That was the best way to explain it. Don't question me. <laughs> so, uh, you, I think you started last time? That sounds I right. Think? Yeah. So, I'll start this time. Uh, this week, uh, besides just random YouTube videos to try and keep my mind off things... I have been listening to, uh, I've been trying to listen to the new album by the band The Convalescents. They are a deathcore band from uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, which is the worst state. It's true. So much. But The Convalescents are one of the few good things to come out of Ohio, them and Mark Fishbach. Um. Well, like, they released a new album, I think, last Friday. And it's just not as good as the last one they made. Like, I saw them live on my birthday, which was back in March. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. I saw them live, and I thought, oh, these guys are kind of all right. And then after that night, I checked them out, and I listened to their most recent album, This Is Hell. And I was really blown away by some of the songs off that album. Like, I Won't Survive is a classic. Scum is really good for when you're really pissed off. I listen to it a lot today. Right. Um, the song uh, Murder Machine, for as dumb of a name as it is, has some of the best drumming and best guitar riffs I've heard in a deathcore album. In a deathcore album for in a long time. Um. But this new one, Monument of Misery, it just didn't hit me that hard like the first, like yeah. the previous one did. And I listened to it a few more times, and I realized that there was one thing missing, and it was that the female singer that they have for they she plays the keyboard, she didn't sing at all on this new one. Huh. And like I'm not one of those guys who's like, oh, female singers are always better than male singers, blah blah blah. But like, she added a sense of melody that is not often in deathcore. Yeah. And it's kind of unfortunate, I guess, to lose that if, if she had a strong presence on the earlier album. She did because like, it wasn't just one song that she did the clean vocals on. She did the entirety, basically the entirety of I Won't Survive, which is by and large the best song by the convalescents. But she a good part on There Will Be Blood uh, her part on Burn probably could have been planned better, but I still thought it was good. But they, I think they made the guitarist sing more, and it's like, your voice is decent, but I'm not feeling it. 
But besides the convalescence, I have been listening to the band who all of you should also listen to if you enjoy heavy metal music, and that is Sin Lacrosse. <clears throat> Primarily, I have been listening to their 2018 album, uh, Malice Murder, which I, I've also been listening to their first album, Death Bullet for a Foriado. And uh, it's hilarious to me because they went from like a cowboy theming to a satanic theming. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, those often intersect. You know, um, you ever see any of those 80s westerns where all of a sudden there's they're sacrificing a virgin? I, I didn't know that 80s westerns were a thing. I thought the westerns died off after 1962. You know, you're right. <laughs> I might be surprised, but you're actually right about that one. <laughs> well, I just feel that, like, after John Wayne went away, like, nobody really tried. Except for, like, True Grit, but, like, that was a remake of a John Wayne movie. So, I, yeah, either True Grit or parodies of westerns. Or, like, Django Unchained, but, like, that's not really a, a western. And my favorite western, Rango. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's a story about Rango. There was one day I was driving to work, and uh, I was listening to a podcast, not unlike this one, uh, <laughs> where it was uh, two dudes just shooting the shit, essentially, for like half an hour. And um, one of them was talking about how they went to see Django Unchained, except he only said Django. Okay. And he was talking he was talking about the movie and he was like, oh, you know, Sam Jackson and this and that and all this violence. And I was like, what Johnny Depp movie did you watch? <laughs> and then like halfway to work, I was like, Django, not Rango. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm an idiot. But um, Sin Lacrosse is probably one of the more unique bands that I've started listening to. Their vocalist, Patricia si or Patricia Pons, I'm sorry. She is simultaneously one of my favorite like growlers and clean singers at the same time. Uh, the, drumming is, the drumming is really on point, especially on Malice Murder. The bass, it's, the bass is basically just corn, but like not shit. <laughs> Pretty good solos in there, too, and the lyrics are something you'd hear out of a Black Dahlia murder album, and that's a plus for me. Don't get me wrong. But beyond the death metals, because I've, I've been listening to a lot of death metal, I won't lie, uh, I also have been listening... What have I been listening to? Hang on. Uh, I was listening to the album The Artist in the Ambulance by the band Thrice. Now, if you don't know Thrice and you're in the the uh, punk scene at all, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you sent me Thrice a couple times. I have because they're great and they're probably like the best musicians in the punk scene right now. Even though they're not really punk anymore, they're more just general rock. But still, they play their instruments like some of the best I've ever heard but uh, the artist in the ambulance was the first one I heard by these guys and it holds a very special place in my heart the lead singer Dustin doesn't really do the screaming thing as much anymore because he tore his vocal cords which kind of sucks but the songs that are on the artist in the ambulance they're all winners like no song feels like filler if I had to pick a favorite it's probably either the melting point of wax or The Abolition of Man. Which, by the way, if you just look up The Abolition of Man, you'll get a lot of like classic literature. I've never read it. Maybe you have. I don't know. <clears throat> but uh, beyond that... What'd you say? Who knows? Maybe you'll recognize an author. Oh, it's C.S. Lewis, of course. <laughs> oh, of course. That makes sense. Um, but... The last song on the album is called Don't Ask and We Won't, or Don't Tell and We Won't Ask. And I don't know exactly what it's about, but I think it's about 
sweeping curves under the rug in order to attain a higher power in like government and such. But I took the chorus. Uh, the chorus goes, if it comes to murder, don't tell and we won't ask you how you sleep at night. And uh, the day that Charles Manson died, I played that song on repeat because Charles Manson is probably the worst person that I've ever lived in the same time span as. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. There's some, there's a couple of other contenders, but he's, he's definitely up there. I cannot overstate how much I despise Charles Manson. Like Marilyn Manson, whatever. I don't, you can use the name, but the man himself makes me so angry. Yeah. But anyway, enough about that. Dave, what have you been listening to this week? Sure. Yeah, a short aside before I start, I want to talk about The Abolition of Man by C.S. Lewis. I just DM'd you the cover for a reprint of his book. (laughs) This is the most cheerful way I've ever seen someone write (laughs) The Abolition of Man. (laughs) (laughs) Can't see it. It is, it's a, it's a, sort of a magenta background with... Oh, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to see, like, if I can make it the... <laughs> the cover for this episode, like, just for Please this episode. Please do that. So it's a magenta nope. background, and there's a yellow sun dawning in the background, and then there's, like, a white <laughs> strip in, in the front. It's, I guess, supposed to look like a torn piece of paper, and it says in <laughs> cursive, the abolition of man. <laughs> yellow font it's so funny I'm gonna send this just to be like this is what's coming anyway what have you been listening to sure yeah Um, so I this is another funny art joke Um, but I've been listening to the EP Elephantitis by the post hardcore band Hail the Sun <laughs> this is another funny album cart. Album cart? Album art. I'll just give it I a love brief in it. It's, um, You just fill a cart full of albums and then you just take them. You don't even have to pay for them. Uh, need to eat. Where can I get some of those? So it's it's a uh, kind of a sketchy. It's it's kind of sketched. Um, and it's there's three people and then there's a bunch of like silhouettes of other people. Um, there's a guy fighting. One of the silhouettes, there's a guy with a bottle of beer in his hands, uh, looking like he's trying not to offend one of them. And then the girl is, um, like, embracing one of them up at the top. And basically, it looks like it walked out of Newgrounds. And it's one of my favorite album arts. I'm not going to fix that sentence. (laughs) Um, I'd heard something from this before, but it took me until about now to listen to the whole EP. And it's five songs, all very good. Um... Vocalist has a very strong voice with a good high range, and I like that. Uh, also in the realm of post-hardcore, I've been taking another listen to The Fall of Troy's self-titled album. I own this one on CD, but it's taken me a while to get around to listening to all of it, like, multiple times. Um, See, The Fall so of Troy, that, that album was, like, one of the first post-hardcore albums that I listened to. And... I was absolutely blown away, and I'm still blown away to this day. You know what song I'm going to talk about. I do. (laughs) The full title is FCP... uh, Hang on. I'm going to find it because it's really long and really stupid. No, it's so good. It's such a good name for a song. No one has ever come up with a better, better song name. The full title is uh, F-C-P-S-I-T-S-G-E-P-G-E-P-G-E-P, which uh, this is the one time I'm going to say it this episode. stands for Fuck Condoms, Premarital Sex is the Shit, Get Her Pregnant, Get Her Pregnant, Get Her Pregnant. Truly a message for our time. Speaking of truth to power. (laughs) And then you look at the lyrics. Then you look at the lyrics, and it's like, a song about how he doesn't want to hurt the woman that he's with, and it's like, what is going on? Yeah, it's really serious. 
like genuinely like girl i really do not want to hurt you and i'm not going to be the one to hurt you and then you look at the song title and you're like what is going on (laughs) um yeah (laughs) so i was listening to that and then the third thing that i listened to recently um i took a listen to the I think it's the second album by Descendants. I don't want to grow up. Let me mm-hmm. make sure of that. Um, but I had heard Milo Goes to College a while Milo ago. Great album. Yeah, it's really good. If you if you are interested in hardcore punk, which is like just post hardcore punk, punk in general, really. Yeah, like yeah. The Descendants influenced everything in punk that came after them. <clears throat> yeah, like you and can then, hear it in time too yeah but anyway um, i was drawn to the last track on the album um it's called ace so i was you know <laughs> i like it <laughs> um i usually don't like everything that i hear on a descendants album but there's usually like at least three or four songs that i come away uh really liking what they've done and so that's true for this one and I, I had a lot of fun listening to it. Descendants are not like a full album band, in my opinion. Yeah. But songs that hit really hit, I feel. Yeah. And of course, you know, as a white kid in the middle of Pennsylvania, the only genre I can relate to is punk and its subgenres. So it was really nice to hear someone that finally understands me and my problems. <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't tell, both of us really like The Wonder Years. <laughs> <laughs> Go oh, with that the out of the way. Really good. The Wonder Years are really good. Uh, go listen to Sister Cities and then uh, No Closer to Heaven. Do it. You won't. Bet. Really, the only album you don't need to listen to is their first one, and that's because it was when they were starting out. Which means <laughs> they've only gotten better. Well, better after that album. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, Soupy actually listens to his fan base, so they've already got that up on Weezer. <laughs> no, Let no, me put Weezer listens to their fan base once in a blue moon. <laughs> Soupy didn't listen to Gene Simmons, let's put it that way. That's a good idea. Don't listen to Gene Simmons, no matter who you are. Anyway, that out of the way, it's time for the big albums of the week. Dave, you want to talk about what you gave to me? Yes. So I sent him. Uh, I sent. <laughs> I'm just having one technical difficulty. <laughs> That's not the name of the album. Uh, <laughs> it's an album by Aha, um, the band who wrote "Take on Me." Uh, it's called "East of the Sun, West of the Moon." It was a couple albums after um, "Hunting High and Low." Um, I think it's their... I'm going to look this up. It it's is. their fourth. Okay, good call. Good catch. <laughs> Love that. It's pretty... Um, after, after Hunting High and Low, they went from more synth pop to a more general um, 80s alt. I guess this is 90s alt because this was released in 1990. It's got some Literally like, songs on it. I like it a lot. So what did you think? Well, I'm going to be upfront with you. Due to a lot of the chaotic situation that was going on, I only had a chance. But the. That's fair. And then Dave went silent. Oh, hello. I thought we cut out. <laughs> no, I thought we did too. That's why I wasn't saying much. Oh, okay. Well, I'm um, still here. I really don't like Take On Me. You don't? I think, no, it's, I think it's overrated. I think it's a good song. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think it's their best. Actually, after listening to this, my favorite is Sycamore Leaves. 
Well, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, I really dug the tone, the tone of that song and the way that they were using the drums. <clears throat> uh, Sycamore Leaves was easily my favorite. Uh, Crying in the Rain was both relatable and also very good. Yeah, that one's a cover, I think. Um, I wouldn't be surprised because it didn't really sound like it was written by them. Yeah. Uh, East of the Sun, really, really good. Slender Frame was a surprising enjoyment for me. Yeah, that one that one's kind of a grower. I liked uh, Cold River. The way we talk was negligible because it's like a minute and a half. It is, yeah. I liked Rolling Thunder a lot, but seemingly Nonstop July just felt kind of meh for an ending track. Oh, okay. I'm actually a big fan of seemingly Nonstop July. Really hits That's me fair. in the heart. <laughs> kind of reminds me of... um Overall... Go ahead. Kind of reminds me of Like Antennas to Heaven from the Godspeed You Black Emperor. Um, at least, or no, no, no. It's, um, it's either Static or Sleep, the one that begins with the monologue about Coney Island. I think that's Static. Don't quote me on that. I think you're right. I don't know. I'm also not a big Godspeed fan, so other people can... Who am I kidding? The only people who listen to this are our friends, and none of them listen to Godspeed, you Black Emperor. Listen to Godspeed, you Black Emperor, at least once. At least listen to Lift Your Skinny Fists like Antenna to Heaven. <laughs> anyway, um, AHA is a band that, like, obviously, if you say AHA in America, 90% of people are going to go, oh, yeah, take on me. Mm-hmm. But, like, for those of you who don't know, AHA's really big in Norway. They are. Well, yeah, because Morton Harkett's from Norway, and I, I think all of them are from Norway. Right. Um, they're all from Norway. They're really big uh, in South America. That's a bit surprising. South America. But I guess not. Guys. They do kind of have a Latin sound to them that seems like it would appeal to, yeah, to the kinda, people in do. South America. <clears throat> but uh, I was watching a YouTube video on these guys where they were talking about, like, their career and their big hit and everything. And they started by saying, well, a lot of bands from Norway in the eighties didn't really cross over to America. And then they showed a music video for uh, a black metal band. And they were like, for good reason. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, you're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, overall, I liked this album. I wasn't really expecting to like it as much as I did. Not yeah. to say that I thought it would be bad, but it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I'm. I haven't <clears> listened <throat> to everything Aha's put out, but I have. I have a big soft spot for them. I think I own the deluxe edition of their Memorial Beach CD. Uh, maybe I should have recommended you Memorial Beach, but that is what it is. Another day, another week, <laughs> another late. I'll, I'll give it time. Oh, go listen to all of AHA's discography for the next show. <laughs> It'll be ah! fun. <laughs> You'll become an expert. As soon as Take On Me comes on, I just close the, the app entirely. <laughs> you better start from the end and work your way back. Actually, no, don't <laughs> listen to Cast and Steel. It was all right. <laughs> I feel like, also, before we move on to what I asked Dave to listen to, this album seemed to show, like, the lead singer has mastered his English. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, the first few albums, you could definitely tell that he was not a native English speaker, even on Take On Me. No, Because yeah, like, Take On Me is... The second verse of Take On Me, I'm not sure what's going on there, but I'm not seeing any sentences. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> See, that's the thing, like... <clears throat> The legacy of Take On Me, in my opinion, is less a song and more the music video. Because in fairness, that music video is awesome. It is. I love the music video. I just wish the song was better. (laughs) But now that I have insulted a lot of people who like that song, because a (laughs) lot of people like that song, it's time for what I gave to you. Yeah. So I've been given... Oh, yeah, you go. Go ahead. Uh, I decided 
that I was going to, after the last episode where I said that he should uh, listen to Mastodon, I decided to make him listen to Mastodon. Uh, I gave him the album Blood Mountain from 2006. Now, Blood Mountain, uh, Mastodon, the band themselves, they are, it's kind of hard to classify them. I usually just call them sludge metal because it's just an all-encompassing term. For what it's worth, Wikipedia. But this album... Uh, this album is in my top five favorite albums of all time. I absolutely adore this album. I think that every song hits the perfect note. Pardon my pun. That one's for you, Maureen. I know you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) But this is just an album that kind of shaped me as a, a metal and music fan because of the time it came out and what I was doing at the time. So, Dave, what did you think of Blood Mountain? I thought it was really good. Um, it very much appealed to me. Excellent. Have a good show. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really appealed to my um, my prog sensibilities. Um, and I liked that a lot. It also kind of reminded me of there's a very old PlayStation game. It's called Cool Borders 2. Okay. It's a sequel to Cool Borders 1. Okay. And it's a snowboarding game. Wow, amazing. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have thunk it. Um, but surprisingly, it is a sequel. Uh, and I think that was probably like my first taste of metal as a little four-year-old kid. Um, <laughs> it's a fun enough game if you like racing. Um, but I was reminded a lot, um, at least in a couple of tracks, of the, the music from that game. Maybe that's what I'll send you for, the, for next week. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be exciting. I mean, it's not out of the question. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have I wrote notes this week. Um, they're not very they're <laughs> not very detailed, but I wrote them because I've been meaning to do that. It helps me remember which track is which. And uh, here I have written the <laughs> the wolf is love. <laughs> <laughs> track number one: the wolf is love. <laughs> <laughs> the wolf is loose. <laughs> That's the one. The wolf is loose. <laughs> <laughs> this was a really good opener. What, I did, think. You think of the God- what did you think of the goddamn song? <laughs> it was a really good opener. Um, oh, I guess I should probably mention now that it's a concept album, um, which I, yes, I found uh, out when I was eight first- years old. <laughs> the uh the whole point of the first four mastodon albums uh besides being concept albums <clears throat> is they all represent a different element as well the album the first album they released remission is rem is uh the element of fire that one's not a concept album but the one after that i can't remember the name offhand but it's based on the story of moby dick Levi, and so obviously uh, no, it's uh, it's water. Um, and this one is based on Earth. Okay. Yeah. Also, the last one is based on air, but we're not talking about Crack the Sky right now. We're talking about Blood Mountain. Uh, we could talk about Crack the Sky for two seconds just to say that uh, they're on tour with Coheed. So if you like, yes. I do those bands. Go see them. It's the 10th Mastodon is great. Um, yeah. It's heavy Sky Tour. Like, that's a badass name. Go listen to both of these bands live. They're great. Yeah, I've I've got a couple of mutuals on Twitter that have been just one mutual on Twitter that's been to their, their tour, and she really liked it. So. Please go listen to them. I saw, I saw Coheed with the Deer Hunter back in like 2016, so and jealous. they were awesome. Go see Coheed. Um, anyway, back to Mastodon. Yeah. The thing about the the wolf is loose. Um, this actually relates to a later song, uh, but I was picking up references to The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway by Genesis. Um, and I don't think this, I don't think this title is actually a reference to The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, but I think it's funny that the, the Genesis album is, you know, about a lamb and then the, a sheep, if you will, and the first song on the Mastodon album is The Wolf. 
I thought that was cool. Um, good, good parallel. Ten points. Thank you. I'm going to get an A in this class. <laughs> uh, the second song on the album is Crystal Skull. And now Crystal Skull is one of my favorites just because it was one of the first songs that I listened to where I could hum the guitar intro. Because I had never really listened to a song where I could do that before. <laughs> it's got a really good solo. Um, it's like near the middle end, I think. Oh, dude, the the solo and then the part leading up to it, it's it's so good. Yeah, like that's that's some really good guitar work. If I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> Me, the bassist. <laughs> <laughs> it's my job to judge everyone and be very hypocritical about it. Um, Just like a bassist should be. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, number three, Sleeping Giant. I don't know how I got this into my head, but I, some, my second time through, for some reason I thought it was an instrumental song. I don't, I don't know how I got there, but it's not an instrumental I, song. I can see... I can see where you're coming from because the intro takes a really long time to start. Yeah. It's, but it's supposed to be like a 70s prog song, essentially. Yeah. I, the instrumental part is really good. <laughs> um, and then... See, personally, Sleeping Giant is like the only song on the album where I'm like, this could be better. I mean, yeah. Like, when the, when the vocal section came in, I was neither, you know, sad nor terribly excited about it. Um, I don't think they really pick up until the end where they do that spoken word part. Yeah. Even then, it's just kind of okay. Yeah. But Mastodon's strengths have always been in their instrumental work. And the instrumental work on Sleeping Giant is really, really good. Yeah. Very, very good at getting you into the sort of mood of the album, too. Um, mm-hmm. The next song, number four, Capillarian, Cru- Capillarian Crest. <laughs> um, so the, the only song in my Spotify library that ends with the word crest is Sicilian Crest by the Mountain Goats. And this is not like the Mountain Goats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was expecting it to be like a Mountain Goats song. Um, but I, I did, this one um, is the part, part of the first single. The first single was uh, Crystal Skull and Capillarian Crest. I said that right. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say, I didn't love this one quite as much as the next few. Um, okay. I liked it. But I felt like some of the later songs were... I could get into them more. Maybe that's just my ear. But personally, I like the song a lot. I like the beginning intro where the kind of quiet singing leads into the the real guttural shrieks that one of the singers in the band does because they all they all sing. That is not. Uh, <laughs> but that instrumental break in the middle, I feel like it's a little bit jarring. But I like the song a lot. Yeah. I did, um, like, around the, around the middle of the album was when I really started to get into it. So the fifth song is Circle of Sight. But I think that's all the time we got for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. If you ended up enjoying this for some reason, let us know somewhere on the internet. Make sure to share with your Friends, if you have any. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> Dave, please save me. Okay. Please, yeah, share it with your friends if you liked it. Um, tell your parents about it. We <laughs> love your parents. Uh, <laughs> we love your parents. <laughs> if you want to find us on Twitter, uh, you can find cam at at nine starship and you can find me at at space ace rat space underscore ace underscore rat on twitter 
I will try. I will try and get this thing an actual Twitter page at one point or another. But like the last time I tried, Twitter told me that I couldn't, and I was like, "What? What?" <laughs> Thanks, Twitter. Uh, Twitter's down right can't... now. Twitter's like down-ish right now, anyway. So it might it might be a couple days. Well, guess we'll die. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>